This is Listen Lakeland, the show that keeps you up to date on all the things that make our city a great place to live, work, and play. Today's host is a graduate of Florida Southern College, a native Floridian, and was elected to the City of Lakeland Commission in January 2019. She's the chair of the Citrus Connection, a utility committee member, mayor pro tem, transportation planning organization member, and serves in many other roles which provide her the opportunity to serve others. Her passion for youth is fulfilled through her direction of the Randy Roberts Foundation and the Harrison School for the Arts Parent Association. She serves on the education committee of Lakeland Vision and is a four-year member of their board of directors. Please welcome your host for this episode, Commissioner Sarah McCarley. Welcome to the good life. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Sarah McCarley, and it's great to be hosting this month's episode of Listen Lakeland. This show is an extension of Lakeland Vision. For over two decades, Lakeland Vision has been a voice for the citizens of Lakeland, working with community stakeholders to create a bright future for our city. Today on Listen Lakeland, we have two wonderful guests joining me to talk about safe and secure neighborhoods. Tim Mitchell is the CEO of Parker Street Ministries, and Jonathan Rodriguez is a senior planner with the city of Lakeland. And we're going to hop right in to our discussion today about strong and safe neighborhoods. Through Lakeland Vision's 2020 refresh, we listen to all of our citizens through many interviews and um, surveys and found out that their number one priority are strong and safe neighborhoods. Lakeland will have, one of our goals is that Lakeland will have neighborhoods where residents enjoy their quality of life. So I thought these two gentlemen could really bring us a great aspect about how to make great neighborhoods, what makes a great neighborhood, and how to be good neighbors to one another. So with that, I thought we would start with Tim and talk about why are neighbors so important to our community? Well, for us, um, you know, my core belief is that we are created for community. That as um, the way we're going to know each other and know even ourselves is in our interaction with each other. So um, we, as a ministry, started in 1996 so as we saw our need for personal connection and um, a desire to see the neighborhood that we felt called to serve transformed, um, we realized it wasn't going to be out of just a program or wasn't going to be just, you know, a try hard or here we're going to put some money in a place. But it, it was it was a whole system of, of brokenness that needed to be changed. And the only way we would really know that was to actually stay there, be connected. So we moved into the neighborhood and um, it was it was powerful to see that what we initially thought was folks who didn't like their neighborhood or folks who didn't care about their neighborhood or folks who had given up um, was not really the case, but it was just all of the different circumstances, all the different aspects that tear apart community were bearing fruit in the lives of our, our neighbors and our neighbors were just surviving. Um, but in, in, even in that surviving, they were seeking connection, seeking community. And as soon as any ounce of reaching across the aisle happened, there was a quick response. And so we found ourselves in a space where, you know, a a normal person would have seen the, the neighborhood as a place to avoid. And we found it as a home. We found it as a place where you got extra grandparents and extra aunts and uncles and extra brothers and sisters who longed to be with you, wanted to spend time with you. And it was a rich experience of, of growth for us, not, not a space where 
you really even had to try that hard. Um, you just had to make any effort, and it was reciprocated, you know, ten times more. Um, and what we got to find was that's not the – it wasn't just a special thing in our little neighborhood, but this is what I believe all people are looking for is to know that someone else is paying attention, someone else sees them, somebody else cares about them. You know, and so little things that we did um, – became kind of the bread and butter of who we were. They, you know, being able to just notice that, oh, so-and-so forgot to get their their mail or so-and-so forgot to get the newspaper or their grass hasn't been mowed and then going and checking to say, hey, is something going on? Sometimes it was just crazy week and no one had time to mow their grass. Other times there was someone was in the hospital. And all of those little attentions to the life of other others afforded us relationship that has now borne fruit over the last 25 years and given us a, uh, me personally, just a, a deep desire to, to figure out what does it look like to know people, to really come alongside and, and engage with people regardless of their background, regardless of their beliefs. But if, if you'll give me space and if I can give them space, we can, we can actually know one another and, and be a real blessing to one another. So in, in a sense, it's, it's a it's a quasi self-serving deal. It's not like you lose when you have community. It's not like it's a bad thing to be connected to your neighbors. And so as a person who's always looking for good stuff for myself, the more neighbors I have, the better. And I think it's really important, that connectivity. And that's something that um, I see in my own neighborhood. And I think we see even in the engagement at the city at large is that when you just reach out and see someone and really genuinely see them, and acknowledge them and, you know, and even say good morning and, and have a good exchange with them. It doesn't have to be a grandiose, you know, we don't have to go paint people's houses necessarily. I mean, if they need it, absolutely, we could get a team of people together. But I think what's special about Parker Street is that the intentional residents who are there that you just alluded to, but also that it doesn't have to be grandiose. It's as simple as just connecting on an individual level and saying, hey, are you, you know, how are you today? Yeah. And pausing and really listening to how they are and not just have somebody say, oh, I'm fine and move on down the road because we're in a rush, but to, to take the time to do that. What are some things that Parker Street does to bring the neighborhood together? Um, you know, early on, it was literally, literally just looking, you know, us as, as an intentional group of folks looking around and seeing what's going on, what's not. I mean, my neighbor um, worked the night shift, and so it was very hard for him to mow his grass because he was exhausted when he was coming home. So I figured out his routine, so I started mowing his grass. And it wasn't a big deal. It was a little tiny patch of grass, but he really cared about his house. I just He just couldn't get to it. So I started mowing his grass, but then anytime he was off, he would try to mow my grass. And so it became this unofficial competition to see who could mow each other's grass <laughs> first. And, you know, that sparked a deeper relationship to where eventually, you know, we were in his life and birthdays and weddings and all kinds of other exciting things that started just by us saying, Hey, that guy could use his grass mode and not like we're the, we were angry about his grass. It wasn't that it was just, ah, there's a way to serve. And so what we tried to do really was just slow down enough and ask those questions. How are you doing? And listen, and then see if we could do something about it. Most of the time, it was real simple stuff. Um, I mean, 
we we as a ministry have big programs, but the real work we do is just knowing our neighbors enough to say, you know, oh, you 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 can't. It's too hard for you to get your big trash can. When we got all the big trash cans in the neighborhood, some of the older ladies, it was hard for them to wheel it out. So now we just try to get people to pay attention. So it's not me. I'm just saying, hey, to your neighbor, if you have an older person living next mm-hmm. to you, get the trash can because it's heavy. So they wheel it out for them. You know, and what, what, found, what I found really quickly was once people realized they had something to offer, they just loved it. Like in, in our world, it's very common to think, well, I don't know Jonathan enough. There's nothing Jonathan would need from me. And, and so then we just don't try but if you get to know Jonathan and you find out maybe there's something super simple that would mean a lot to him and you do it that one time and you see Jonathan's life affected and you, and Jonathan thanks you and then probably Jonathan's going to figure something out. And then it becomes this mutual blessing. And it's not about the thing. It's just about the opportunity to engage with each other and to see it's a joy to bless Jonathan. It's a joy to step into someone else's life and say, Oh, that's pretty cool. They don't have to worry about their trash coming out or they, you know, that one lady always likes flowers. So if you're down to flower market and you can just grab some flowers and throw, put them on her porch and she doesn't know where the flowers come from, but they're there and you just pay attention and see her the next time and say, those are pretty flowers. Where'd you get those? You know, those kind of things were simple and it, we do it in our world, in our small world a lot. Most people can care for their kids that way. Most people care for their spouse that way or their parents that way. Um, we just tried to take it one step further and say, how do we care for our neighbors like we would care for ourselves? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so we believe that's a biblical concept, and that concept has transformed what we are as a ministry because it's not just all about me. But it's if it's good for me, I want to make sure my neighbors have it. And most of that is simple stuff. You know, there's been some fighting for bigger better things but in reality the day-to-day simple stuff is what really impacts and changes our ability to connect and our ability to grow one of the purposes of talking about this today is really the simplistic side of it and um, that's really important to me when um, in the intro that talked about the randy roberts foundation and harrison school for the arts parents association uh, teenagers are really important to me and and that's something i do um, personally and professionally, I've worked with a lot of kids, but when you talk about the garbage cans, that's just something simple that a young person can do, and it gives them a responsibility, and it gives them, you know, um, a connection with an older person, too, that might breed a deeper connection where that older person can give some wisdom and yeah. and support them in the neighborhood, and that's, uh, that's very, very vital, I think, even to their own self-worth, that they are giving to somebody else. It's building their character. Um, in little ways they don't even realize, you know, that they're getting a benefit from something because they feel good about helping out. So I, I love that, and I think Parker Street's been so successful at that um, multi-generational piece as well, yeah. which is another part of neighborhoods, I think, throughout Lakeland is it's not just, you know, um, a specific age group. It's that we can all connect with one another. I have two neighbors next door. One, um, they have two little kids that are in elementary school. One just finished kindergarten, and one's going is finished second grade, and they love – bringing a pan back to my house. Like you would think that that was Christmas morning. If I let them borrow something, they bring it and they ring the front door all by themselves and they bring it back to them and they think it's so special. And it is special because it connects me with them too. Like, Hey, that was a good job. You did great. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we also look out for them when they're riding their bikes and making sure that, you know, they're safe and there are extra sets of eyes on them as they play in the neighborhood. So, um, I love hearing about Parker street because it has been, um, really a successful, 
not necessarily program, but successful neighborhood Mm -hmm. and making people feel safe and secure as well because you're making each other accountable, but watch out for one another in a healthy way and a smart way of just, and it comes from the heart. It's not an onerous, you know, government program. It's just, hey, we care about each other here. And that's really the biggest takeaway, I think, um, for all of our neighborhoods to consider throughout Lakeland. And it's what makes Lakeland really special. Absolutely. So um, I just appreciate all the work that you do. Tim and I have um, known each other for a few years and got to know each other through some community activities. And I've always been impressed with how they care for their community and and care for the children of their community, especially, um, and providing them a safe atmosphere to grow up and and be seen and, and be heard and be participants. You know, I think what you said was really important about um, sometimes we don't know what to do. And so just reaching out and making a connection and, um, and it doesn't have to be huge. It can be very simple, but it just takes somebody to pause for a moment yeah, and really pay attention. And the garbage cans are, you know, I like talking about the garbage cans because it helps me with civics as well, because if you have different color garbage cans, you can't vote in the city election. So I don't know if you knew that, but it's just a random, (laughs) you know, if you have black garbage cans, you're in the county, not in the city. But if you have green, then you're in the city of Lakeland. (laughs) So you can (laughs) vote. So I want to now bring Jonathan into the conversation because Jonathan, as a senior planner, has the responsibility of leading our neighborhood area coalition. neighborhood association coalition forgive me and um so he works throughout the city of lakeland um and with groups like parker street as well as beacon hill or um northwest um uh woodgate i think is one of them i'm trying to name some of them westgate Westgate. so sorry i can see miss pickett in my head but i couldn't (laughs) recall the name so forgive me for that but you know jonathan can you talk a little bit about you know your experience in working with the neighborhoods in Lakeland and and some of the positive things you've seen um, and also how to be engaged. Yeah, as a transplant myself to to Lakeland, um, really getting to know the leaders in a lot of these neighborhoods have, it's really, it's made me fall in love more with Lakeland. Um, These are people that have a level of courage and curiosity with the city. Um, They're always asking questions, trying to get those resources to, to their neighbors. Um, but they're also um, courageous in giving us the feedback that we need in City Hall to uh, align resources, maybe change the way we do things to better serve um, the public. So um, our coalition, it did start back in, in 1999. The City Commission formally um, formed this coalition um, and allocated some funds to help uh, support initiatives across the city. Um, at the same time, our planning division, we did map out the city and identified over 100 areas or neighborhoods uh, within the city limits. Um, and today we have over 36 of those areas organized and engaging actively the, the city um, at, in one form or fashion. And we're grateful to have Parker Street Ministries as a partner um, with our coalition overseeing the Parker Street neighborhood. That's what they do. Um, but to piggyback earlier what you were talking about, I really think, um, and the pandemic probably taught us this, is that uh, face-to-face interaction cannot be replaced um, in a digital age. And I'm a big proponent of technology, um, relationship building. We need eye contact. And these neighborhoods, now that they're all back uh, from the pandemic, actively engaging, it's, it's great to see people eye to eye. Um, ask them how they're doing, ask them um, what are their concerns, how can we better better serve them, and at the same time get city staff out of the offices into the community um, engaging in, in those areas. So 
I'm proud to be a part of the team. Well, I think it's a great opportunity. They meet quarterly, right? Yes. You have so um, when Jonathan's talking about the Neighborhood Association Coalition, there are representatives from all these neighborhoods are invited quarterly to come together and share resources about um, what's going on in their neighborhoods. And then there are city resources that are can be applied out. You can apply for grants if you're a neighborhood association. Uh, we always have a law enforcement piece where um, our neighborhood liaisons, who are wonderful assets to our community, they work through LPD. But they really get to know neighborhoods and the people in the neighborhoods. They attend the neighborhood meetings. They sort of share any crime updates or if there's something people should be on the lookout for. But they're also really, I feel like the neighborhood liaisons are kind of a glue to really support the neighbors in that specific area of, you know, keeping their eyes peeled and and being helpful. And they have a lot access to so much information, whether it's about schools or it's about programs or it could be just about the community at large like oh we're having the hispanic chamber of commerce event downtown or you know they share a lot of positive information as well as safety information which is critical to making sure people feel safe and 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 enjoy the quality of life in lakeland so we're really proud of that asset too shout out to cindy sharp and her team Susie, angie gwen they are phenomenal they're really great and they actually work a lot with pal program too that brings sports into neighborhoods for for kids and i don't know does parker street do you guys have a pal program or we don't have we don't have a a connected directly to us but we have several of our kids that are part of the pal program Mm -hmm. so really when you think about the city of lakeland and um our government um we do really try to breed Uh, positivity and engagement through all of our neighborhoods and this is a great way to be involved I try to encourage people to be have their own neighborhood association or if there is one get involved with it or if there isn't one to create one because I do think that you can learn a lot about your community and your city if you're involved in just even that microcosm you know even if it's just sort of at the very local level and 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 there's a lot of resources that are provided what do you think some of the um most exciting things post-pandemic we're going to see from Neighborhood Association Coalition or, or some things. I know a lot of things have been happening, but what are some ways that the communities have been brought together? Yeah, I think the past couple of years, so many changes have happened. We've had so many new residents move or come back to Lakeland. Um, so what I'm excited to see is the, the different generations coming together. Um, we have our, our older generation that they've been around for a really long time, leading, championing causes. Um, but it's great to see younger people engaging with the associations, with the city, trying to figure out, you know, if I'm going to plant my roots here, uh, how can I get involved and be a, a good citizen? So I'm excited to see that. And with that technology being incorporated a little more um, as far as communication channels, um, social media, um, knowledge is power right? And you don't know what you don't know. But when you uh, ask the right questions, and and we are informing you uh, appropriately of, of the things that, that we offer, that's where everyone benefits. And it's great to see um, these leaders be empowered to, to pass that information along to their neighbors. Um, and a lot of times, even the chatter I see on social media, they're actively on there telling them, you know, your trash pickup is, is this day or um, LPD actually has this program to help or a hurricane season is coming. Um, you can call Lakeland Electric um, or look at their outage map if, if, if there's a problem and get a response quickly. So um, that's what I'm excited to see in the future. That's great. Um, back to Parker Street for a minute. What Do you have anything, Tim, that you guys are looking at as a community where the city could help more or assist or 
um, I don't know, just sort of support you guys better in your specific neighborhood. And just for the audience at large, we're talking very specifically, you know, about the Parker Street neighborhood, but this really applies across the board to all the neighborhoods in the city. Or if you have a homeowners association and you want to participate as a neighborhood um, association, you certainly can. We want to encourage that. Absolutely. But we, um, our guest is from Parker Street, which is why we keep kind of you know, putting him on the spot. But um, what can, how can we, or maybe a good way to continue working together if there's not a vast, you know. I mean, I don't, we're not doing anything super new. I mean, we have some housing stuff we're jumping into and we're actually working with the CRA and um, city staff to just kind of think through that. So we're getting a lot of help, but I think the, the, the reality of us knowing we have access, which has it's not just knowing it, but we get the response, you know, and I'm not saying we get what we want whenever we want it, but you know, we can, we can contact the city and say, Hey, who should we talk to about this? Or we're doing a neighborhood cleanup and we have all different types of trash that no one knows where it's supposed to go. And so then the city will bring us, you know, the right containers. And I I think the old way of, of assuming that no one wanted to help, has definitely been squashed. And now it's more of if we don't have it, it's only because we didn't ask. Or if we feel like we're not being served, it's only because someone doesn't know the need is there. But what we've seen over the years with the city is as long as we're willing to make the effort of you know calling and asking and figuring it out, there's an abundance of support coming our way. And the... Uh, the response is is an excited response. You know, I don't feel like I'm experiencing people kind of dragging their feet going, man, I don't really want to, I have to do this. But I mean, people are excited. You know, even crazy things like, hey, how do we get a dumpster for for tires? I mean, we had, like, the person dropping off the tire dumpster was excited because they don't want the tires in the wrong place either. Right. And so when we're like, hey, we got, like, you know, two trailer loads of dump, of tires, and what do, where do we, well, we'll bring it. So they pull it in, they, you know, they... And they showed up really quickly to get it pulled away because you don't want other trash in there. I mean, so it's just, it was fun to see even the specialized things become a, a teamwork between us and the city. And it's not special to us. Right. Um, I think that's one of the things that the city really needs to hear is, as a citizen of Lakeland, these resources are available to you. Now, no one's going to kick your door in and make you take them. So you have to ask, but if you're willing to seek any kind of help, there's more stuff out there than you can imagine. And for us, sometimes it's like, holy cow, I didn't, you know, we're, we ask for one thing, we get 40 things. And so I'm, I'm just in, in continuing to be impressed by what it means to be a part of this. Like it's, I don't want to state this wrong, but it's almost like we're, we're a part of like some really cool club. You know, and it's just being a member of the city. I mean, we're not, you know, we're just citizens, but we all of the resources that are there are ours. And, you know, it's funny when we, we when our neighbors are, you know, come to us with a, an issue and then we go and figure out how to get it taken care of, whether it's a street light that's out or we had some trees in a lot that were just falling, like on a regular basis. Every time you drive by, there's another big branch. So we called the um, CRA and said, hey, there's, these trees need to come down. I don't know whose they are. And it was kind of in the no man's land, which is horrible because, you know, no one ever has any responsibility for it. Well, in about three weeks, we got the trees cut down. So then our neighbors thought that Parker Street was like the greatest people in the world because 
we got these trees down. The reality was we just called the city and whatever magic they do, the trees are gone. And they were gone like perfect. And they put seed back down. So it wasn't like just this dirt patch. I mean, it was just a really cool thing. So now you drive by this very clean, maintained lot that used to have the death trees, you know. Mm -hmm. So those, but we get to go back and tell the neighbors, this is what happened. You know, we really didn't do much. We just called and you could call and here's the number. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things we're trying to continue to do is get our neighbors to understand that there's not like a special door. It's just get the right number and call and be willing to call a couple times. Be willing to leave a message, be willing to have someone call you back. It's not an instant, but if you're willing to kind of go through the process, you can get pretty much anything done you need done. And it's not, like I said, a special person that has to do it. You know, as long as you call, you can experience what we're experiencing. I think that's a really valid point. I could see Jonathan wants to hop in on that real yeah, quick. Yeah, I, I was just going to say, you know, the, the benefit of having grassroots participation is that you have more eyes and ears on the street than yeah. the city can provide. I mean, we, Cindy and her team and, and law enforcement, code enforcement, they're out there, but even they're limited in, in what they see or what they can catch. So having these leaders that give us a call that feel comfortable enough, that have trust uh, enough trust in the city to to make those concerns um, known, uh, that really helps the whole community and and that unity in the community with partners and neighbors that really works to benefit everyone, even those that aren't engaged currently. Mm-hmm. Well, I love what Tim said that there's not a special gateway or doorway to get into the city. And I've learned that as a city commissioner that, you know, for me, if you shoot me an email, more often than not, I'm, I'll pass that along to someone else. If I don't know the answer, I'll ask somebody the answer. But we we are really lucky in the city of Lakeland. I feel like there is a big network of people who want to help and want to connect you with the resources that we have available. And there are plenty of resources, but we aren't mind readers. Right. So I think that's really the big thing. And I and just to give a shout out to our communications team, and if you get a Lakeland Electric bill, there's an access newsletter in there, and you might get it online too. And it's... Um, I think it's Access Lakeland, and I'm looking for a nod of approval on that. That's the term, but it's a newsletter, and it has a wealth of information. It has phone numbers. It has Lakeland Electric phone numbers and City of Lakeland phone numbers, and and that's something, too, that we we can't read minds, but we are happy to you know help and connect yeah. people and connect the dots because some people are busy. You know, you're keeping a roof over your head, and you're working full-time, and you have kids and activities, and so it's hard to know where those resources are, but our city website's really good about that. And if you are part of a neighborhood coalition or a neighborhood association, that's a great place to start. Yeah, I'd love to give um, a quick number, 863-834-6011. Um, that is our um, community and economic development line. Uh, give us a call if you have any questions or you're interested in forming or being a part of a neighborhood association. And then neighborhood outreach at lakelandgov.net. You could email us there as well, um, and we'll get you all the information you need. Yeah, I, I think it's so important to share that and that we are willing to help. And most people that work in the city of Lakeland and um, in and around Lakeland, we do want to help. And it's something that makes us feel good if we can make that connection or pathway or solve a problem. Um, and it's it's just really a lot easier to do than you think. But you might have to pick up a phone or hop online. And right. so hopefully now with technology, we can you can even shoot an email to us. Um, we're starting to wrap up a little bit, but I just want to thank both both of our guests for coming. I think neighborhoods are the backbone of any community, and they can make or break somebody's quality of life experience overall. So 
reach out to your neighbors, you know, make sure even if you just meet people on either side of you, introduce yourselves and, and become, um, you know, engaged, uh, it, just even with one person Absolutely. and keep your eyes peeled for when their garbage can needs to be put in or, okay. or if, if they're not there or their newspaper isn't picked up, you know, just throw it on their front porch. And it really is a great place to live, learn, work and play here in the city of Lakeland and we can continually make it better. But I appreciate y'all's time. Um, this was something I was passionate about. And just to circle back into Lakeland Vision, that our number one priority from our citizens who engaged in surveys is to be in a safe and secure neighborhood and strong neighborhood. So um, anytime that you want to look up lakelandvision.org, people can see the fruits of their own labors right. from a couple of years ago and see what's important, our goals for our community. And that, again, came from residents and people who work here. Um, throughout the city, um, privately and publicly. And you can sort of find ways to get engaged. And you can also look at the City of Lakeland website, lakelandgov.net, and find out ways to get involved. I highly recommend, um, if you don't have a neighborhood association, to maybe find a couple friends and create one. Um, and you can always come to our neighborhood association coalitions just to see what's going on before you do create one. And I know that um, Jonathan has a lot of neighborhoods that we would love to see associations created in. Absolutely. Um, and we do meet the first Thursday, February, May, August, and November. So our next one is in August. We'd love to see you in August at City Hall. Thank you so much and have a great day. So welcome to the good life. Thank you for tuning in to Listen Lakeland. Your feedback is valued and we encourage you to head over to www.lakelandvision.org to participate in our monthly survey related to today's show topic. Listen Lakeland is brought to you as a collaborative project between Lakeland Vision, the City of Lakeland, and Hall Communications, a community working together to provide an exceptional quality of life. Thank you for being with us.